2: Terms and conditions
3: apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Something amazing has happened in the last 24 hours. Um... Well, many have lost their minds because they don't know what they're talking about, do their jobs, believe in the worst in people. um, The Lamar Jackson situation has been it, it hasn't been misreported. They've done the half report. Right. They've done the the full omission. And look. I'll just be honest with you. One of the ways in which I have been dishonest at any point in time in my life is with the half omission. Right. You know, yeah, we went out last night. Uh, Who'd you go out with? Right. Well, you're going to mention the dudes who are reputable. Yeah, I went out with Jim and Phil. Oh, that's good. Like Jim doesn't drink. Phil's they're both married, nice guys whatever. Don't say you went out with Steve. Steve's a womanizer. Steve likes to do, you know, get everybody to do a bump of coke, right? Like, uh, you know, whatever you do, don't say Steve. We were out last night. Ah, we were out in the, you know, there's lots of things you can do when you're out. Went to a bar. But which bar did you go to? The omission of things is a way of lying. And that's what happens especially in football. Okay. Here's what I mean in omission. You'll get lots of people go, Hey, NFL owners don't want to give guys guaranteed contracts. Well, that's not true. Not true at all. They want to get, they, they don't mind giving guaranteed contracts. They don't want to give five year guaranteed no cut contracts. That's dumb. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense based upon the cap. And it's like, look, also, I would give you a five-year guaranteed contract. I'm not going to give you a top of the market. Players have guaranteed contracts. There's no fully guaranteed contract. In the- yes, there are. First-round draft pick contracts are fully guaranteed. And there are plenty of fully guaranteed deals. But by the way, the, the uh, franchise tag, that's a fully guaranteed deal. Now, it's only fully guaranteed for one year, but it's fully guaranteed. That's how it works. You know, we're not honest about Daniel Jones' contract, for for example, right? People freaked out about Daniel Jones' contract yesterday. They didn't even read the details. Wait until they come out. And then you're reading, you're like, wait, oh, wait, hey, that's not actually that bad, right? Daniel Jones counts like seven point seven percentage points against the cap this year. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's getting a bunch of money. Uh, and then next year, it's like 17 percentage points against cap, which is high, but not crazy. Like over twenties when it's excessive. So this year, they'll have to spend some money and sign guys, you know, and get some talent around them. They got Saquon Barkley, who, by the way, they gave him a one-year guaranteed deal as a non-exclusive tag. Right. They didn't not give him money. They just didn't give him as much money as he wanted. Simple. And we've done this with the Lamar Jackson deal where we've curiously omitted things. Most of the reports about teams not being interested is in their current level of interest because in order to sign Lamar Jackson, now Lamar has made it abundantly clear. He wants five years fully guaranteed above that of Deshaun Watson. And Oh yeah, by the way, as an ex- non-exclusive taggy, you, you have to give back two first-round draft picks, which are incredibly valuable. And, oh, yeah, by the way, most teams in the NFL, not all, most teams are built when you have a rookie quarterback, a quarterback on a rookie contract. That's how you build a roster. And then if the guy's good enough, then you give him the big contract. Oh, yeah, and then there's the Lamar Jackson's missed, what is it, 15 games the past two years, seven in each of the regular seasons, and this year's playoff game, 10 in the last 22 games. So, wait, you mean to tell me that a guy who plays a style that is very likely to get injured as you age, right? As you age, you slow down. As you slow down, one, you got non-cactant injuries, that happens. But two, contact injuries happen. So he's already been hurt. The likelihood is he gets hurt again. And then the the most curious part that nobody says is he actually hasn't been particularly good the past two years. (laughs) Oops. And he wants. The Ravens or whomever signs him. To give him a contract commensurate with the worst contract in football which there have been plenty of other contracts to quarterbacks since none of them have come anywhere near the Deshaun Watson deal so the accusations are that of collusion right and then there's undertones of well it's got to be racism too right well first I don't know nobody said a word when Pat Mahomes got his new deal frankly before Russell Wilson sucked this year nobody said a word about Russell Wilson getting a new deal Nobody said a word about anything other than Deshaun Watson. And yeah, Deshaun Watson, shady off the field, been hurt twice on the field with two ACLs. But none of it has anything to do with race. It simply has to do with, that's a bad investment. A bad investment. And so you're getting accusations, even from former, former NFL players, of collusion. This is my favorite thing that's happened on social media. Robert Griffin the RG3. So, when it came out that all these teams aren't interested. The first of all is first part is this idea that they're not interested. Okay? That's a, I'm not interested now because I don't want to pay $240 million guaranteed and two first round picks to a guy that hasn't been healthy and has to fit into a specific system and 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 oh yeah, by the way, I don't even know if the Ravens had matched like the whole thing. It, it, it's like discussions. This radio show is different. I hope it's similar to other ones, but I know it's not. Because what I don't do is, would you trade a guy? I don't know. What's offered in return? You know, I don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers, but if Aaron Rodgers won't play, and if I'll get first-round draft picks and a player back in return, and I at some point, you got to. Right. So what happened yesterday was there's a litany of teams that have come out and through their various reporters of like, hey, we're not really interested right now. So Robert Griffin, the third former Raven, former backup to Lamar, said Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP. Um, was he unanimous MVP, by the way? I don't remember if that happened, actually happened. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Again, that was also three years ago, if we're being honest. He's 26 years old, is 45 and 16 as a starter, and all the QB-needy teams are saying they aren't interested. Doesn't smell right to me. That was his tweet. And, of course, that's taken into the, well, it must be collusion. It must be collusion. He even went to balance it off of Daniel Jones' contract. Okay? Okay. And at the putting their stats against each other, if teams don't want Lamar, why were the Giants afraid they'd want Daniel Jones? So that was twenty hours ago. Three hours later, RG three takes to Twitter. Team source: The Ravens hope negotiating with other teams will give them and Lamar an unbiased look at the market for him. Ravens aren't reluctant to give Lamar a top quarterback market deal, but hope the non-exclusive franchise tag will speed up their own stalled negotiations with him. In other words, he ain't getting five years from us. He ain't getting five years from anybody. And all this does is show him. Lamar Jackson's the guy who has a great house. Okay. On a great street. And one of the houses, which should have gone for $500,000. Somebody came in when the rates were super low and they were from out of town and there wasn't a lot of inventory and they took their wife through it. This always happens, right? You take your wife through a house and she wants it and like what are you going to do? Like I I had to move the family for work. I, the 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 only thing I got to do really is keep mama happy. Mama wanted that house and you end up massively over. So the house should have gone for five. It goes for $900,000 and Zillow goes crazy and tells you every house on the street is worth $800,000 and your house is right next to it. And you're like, yo, my house, better backyard, my house, better builder. I know all these things. Well, the reality is that just cause that one person overpaid for that home the way comps work is five other houses four other houses and all of those are in the 500s so the ravens are like you think your house is worth more go ahead list your house here's our offer our offer is six uh, our offer is 550 600 grand and lamar jackson essentially listed his house for 900 and they had an open house yesterday and nobody even stopped by. They didn't stop by because yeah, it's during the weekday. But they know it's overpriced. They heard it's crazy. Like, let me know when it, when it drops to the sixes, let me know. I'll come and buy the house, you know, and at some point in the coming weeks, somebody will go like, Hey, would you take seven fifty for it? Cause maybe I'll take it off your hands. There is no collusion here. You don't have to call or text other NFL owners. And if you think NFL owners are dumb enough to collude with one another about a contract when they just settled a lawsuit, which accused them of colluding, which, oh, yeah, by the way, um, it was very curious how there was no details released to Colin Kaepernick. Oh, they colluded to keep Colin Kaepernick out of league. They didn't need to collude to keep Colin Kaepernick out of league. And they definitely don't need to collude to, to, to point out that the Sean Watson contract's a bad contract. You even get people that are on TV and radio going, NFL owners, they just want to save their money. They want to keep that money themselves. They're still spending the money. We either... What, Robert, what happened with Robert Griffin was he spouted off on Twitter, said it was unfair, said it didn't make sense. And then a couple hours later, somebody from the Ravens called him and was like, hey, dude, I just want you to let you know, like, all this stuff that people are saying, it's, it's categorically false. Of course we want Lamar back. We're just not going to give him some stupid Deshaun Watson contract. That's dumb. We're not, we're not stupid businessmen. We're going to pay him more money than anyone ever thought he would make and he'll be the quarterback for us for a long time if he wants to sign a reasonable deal. If he doesn't, then we'll do this again, and the same thing will happen again, and eventually we'll let him go, and he can play the market and get what he can get. That's the reality of business. That's not collusion. You don't need to call Mark Davis to go, hey, Mark Davis, do you want to spend two? I'm like, no. It's not good business. There is not a model where that actually works. It just isn't. I've told you before, this is how NFL GMs think. Do they want to re sign their own guys? Yes, they want to get them under club control. So that they have they have cost control. They know what a quarterback is going to cost for years to come. But they don't want that. Out, but they don't want to hang it over the head. Like what happens if he gets hurt? What happens if he doesn't improve? He's never played a different system. They want to put into. He wants to play in a different system. Like I don't think he's very good in pro system. But hey, we will see. He's been the most inaccurate thrower of a starting quarterback in the NFL this past season. That's a real stat. Nobody wants to say all that stuff. All these NFL teams know it. They have it. And saying we don't want him doesn't mean we don't want him. We just don't want him at five years, $250 million plus two first-round draft picks out the window. No, that's a bad deal. And don't tell me that if none of us want to make that deal, we're colluding to decide that's a bad deal. We are so screwed up in how we do things. And thank God somebody called Robert Griffin and be like, dude, you're out of your – And they probably told it to him in a way in which he was he didn't have to be defensive and he could tweet about it. Jay Williams works for ESPN. He tweets, he tweets out, can't believe it. You know, owners keeping their money. They don't keep the money. Has nothing to do with that. The way the salary cap works, you have to spend a certain there's not just a ceiling, there's a floor. If a GM saves $10 million on Lamar Jackson's contract. He doesn't put that in his pocket. The owner doesn't save that. They spend it somewhere else. All this money gets spent. That's how the salary cap works. There's a ceiling. There's a floor. You know, there was a year they didn't have the salary cap. Do you know what happened? All the players thought they were going to get paid. And because there was no floor, there was no minimum contract. Dude spent nothing. Teams spent nothing. Players are like we got to have a club. We got to have a new CBA that has a salary cap. They love the salary cap. They only say they hate it because it sounds good in the media. They only say there's not fully they're not guaranteed contracts because it sounds good. It plays to your heartstrings. When the reality is, we all know that the NFL is far and away the most dangerous, violent sport. One hit ends a career. Most careers are only about three, four years long and he plays a position, a style which you're very likely to get hurt, especially the older you get. Like, these are dumb arguments to have. J.J. Watt, I can't believe he's 26 years old, prime of his career, former MVP, nobody wants him. It's not nobody wants him, J.J. He's missed 15 games the past two seasons. He hasn't been an accurate thrower. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you have to give him more money than a contract considered the worst in the history of the sport, And you got to give up two first round picks. They want him. They don't want him at that much. Right. They don't want him at that price. That's the way it works. So you've been lied to. I refuse to do it. I tell you the entire truth and you're going to have to deal with it. I hope that's why you listen to the show.
4: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio.
2: Terms and
3: conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Firestone tires, ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com to sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal, what more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com. The way tire buying should be. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Let's welcome in Daniel Jeremiah. He joins us, NFL analyst, co-host of Move the Six podcast. Of course, he, uh, uh, he calls the Charger Games on radio. Um, give me your sense of what's going on with the Lamar Jackson thing in Baltimore, a place that you used to work.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it looks like a, a frustration thing, you know, uh, from the organization side of things. Like they just can't get anywhere close, can't get anything done. Um, it doesn't look like they feel like they're going to be able to get anything done, and it just kind of it kind of holds up business when you can't get the quarterback contract completed. So, I think this is almost kind of a throw your hands up and say, okay, well, let's see what your market looks like. You know, we know we have our opinion, you have yours. Let's let the market dictate. Uh, where we go from here. Um, I know everybody's come out and said that they're not going to do it, and they're one team after another, Doug, but I, I just feel like once we start to see a couple of these other dominoes fall, that, that somebody's going to sit here and say, you know, this is uh, th- this is worth it. Let's take a run at him. I, I'd be surprised if we don't see somebody try and make this move.
3: I agree. I just don't think it'll be at the five years guaranteed. Is that is there somewhere in between where the Ravens are and where he wants to be that, that somebody makes a run at it?
5: Yeah, I I think that's what's going to have to happen. The hard thing with not having the agent is this side of it, Doug, in that you'd say, okay, um, we're going to get four years of guaranteed money, and he's going to say, okay, I I would love to do that. Then let's just get a four-year fully guaranteed contract. But then you say, yeah, but in order to make it salary cap friendly, we've got to put these three dummy years on the back of it, um, but still look at it as these four years of these these full guarantees. Um, It's just easier to navigate that with an agent to try and – you know walk you through all that stuff. But it seems like, you know, from what you hear, that they're just nowhere on the same, in the same ballpark, and they're not even speaking the same language at this point in time in terms of, of what this contract could look like.
3: How much of it is the, the contract, and is there any portion of it where you're sitting there going like, you know, we we really, really like him, but he hasn't been particularly good the past two years, and he's missed... Uh, 15 games the past two seasons combined.
5: Yeah, I mean, the the last part's the big part. You know that that's to me where the reluctance comes from because when he's been out there, even if the numbers weren't as gaudy as his MVP year, you know he's played winning football. They're not they're not a loaded offense. They have a, a brand of football they play with him, and it's worked. And they won a ton of games with him out there. Um, so I think they would be comfortable with you know be more comfortable with that commitment if he hadn't missed so much time. Um, and last year, obviously missing crucial time as you go into the postseason. So um, I think that's where it gets a little bit complex, gets a little bit complicated.
3: Um, okay, the Dano Jones contract details came out, and it's a lot more team friendly than people like people freaked out over the <laughs> initial numbers, right?
5: Yeah, always.
3: And and it's like eight percent of the cap this year. Um, feels like a pretty good deal for for both sides. What do you see with the Dano Jones contract?
5: Yeah, it looks like from what I was uh, explaining, how it was explained to me was that two years, you know, you get the 40 in the, in the two years. But then the third year, you put that one in there and it actually goes way down, takes it to like a 37.5 average over the first three years, which these numbers always everybody freaks out. Every time one of these non-top quarterbacks gets, gets a contract, everybody freaks out and you just have to say, just wait. But wait. Do you see where the market? Wait till Herbert comes in. Wait till Burrow comes in. Like these numbers are going to go insanely high in two years from now, three years from now. This is just going to be kind of a a middle tier quarterback contract for you know most likely a middle tier quarterback. So um, I, I think people lose their mind and freak out about this stuff when the initial agent numbers come out, and then when you really look at it, it, it makes a little more sense.
3: Um, okay. What's your read on the Aaron Rodgers thing? Um, now a report is that the the Jets, if they make this move, won't have to give up this year's first-round pick. Um, I, I guess it would come down to what the Jets are willing to take on contract-wise. Like, does Aaron want to play? What What are you hearing about the Rodgers part?
5: Yeah, I mean, I just think that's the decision you know sits with Rodgers. I, I don't think that the Packers are going to be able to get you know a huge return uh, on the trade. There's really only one team, it seems like at this point in time. So there's not a ton of leverage there. Um, and it seems like they would be more than happy to to get the Jordan Love era started. So I I don't think that would be a hang-up at all in terms of what the trade compensation would be, and even from the finances, I think they can work that out. Um, To me, it's just whether or not Aaron wants to go there. And if you're the Jets, you know you don't want to... I mean, you don't want to be too bold and aggressive here, but I think you got to be like, hey man, we got to know in the next couple of days, within the week, you know, I've got to get an answer here so we can go on to plan to the next plan. If this is not going to happen, if Rodgers wants to drag this thing out for a couple of weeks, I'd be a little bit, uh, I'd be a little reluctant to go down that road if I were the Jets.
3: I'm not huge on the Derek Carr to New Orleans thing. I understand everybody wants to say, well, the rest of that division doesn't have a quarterback, but I just Derek Carr's. He's Kirk Cousins. Like he's okay. He's fine. He's not. He's not a game-changing guy. Am I wrong there?
5: Well, I think you you look at what your your aspirations and goals are here. You know, if you want somebody that's an upgrade over what you got, and then can win, help you win an infinitely winnable division, then Derek's going to help you. I, I don't think. You know, I, I feel the same way about this as I do with the Geno Smith contract, in that I don't think that precludes them from drafting one or, or trying to find the next one. I don't think these are you know guys are tied to long term. I feel like they felt like these guys are best available options right now for us to get better at that position. but I still think both those organizations are looking for their long-term guy.
3: What um, uh, Anthony Richardson? Yeah. I mean, athletic freak. but I mean, the juxtaposition of him versus Bryce Young, Bryce Young, <laughs> great quarterback, tiny. Anthony Richardson, great God but can he actually play quarterback in the NFL?
5: Yeah, I mean, that's what this draft is. You're going to assume risk with any of these quarterbacks, and you have to find what you're comfortable with. I, I've just been going through and updating my top 50 right now, and I can honestly tell you, Doug, I can't remember a year, and Anthony Richardson is one of the reasons why, amongst a bunch of other players that are you know have holes or are missing one thing or the other. This is the hardest draft class to rank. It's impossible, because it's just like you said. I mean, that's the debate. Well, Bryce Young... He's a little over, you know. He's five ten. And then you go to Anthony Richardson. You're like, gosh. I mean, I know they didn't have a great supporting cast. Cam Newton didn't have any NFL players on his offense, and and he was so incredible. They went undefeated, won the Heisman Trophy, in a national championship in the same conference. Um, so I don't put him in the class with Cam. But all those tools are there, and you see glimpses, you see flashes of it. It's a major, it's a major uh, risk in terms of a pick, but I. To me, if you're a team that has a couple ones, I I think it'd be tempting in this draft with so many flawed players to say, you know, screw it. Let's just take him and swing for the fences, and, and maybe we knock one out of the park. Um, and that's why a team that nobody's talking about, like Seattle, even though they just re-signed Geno Smith, I wouldn't rule them out for somebody like Anthony Richardson.
3: Mm. Uh, okay, what about the Geno Smith deal? Do you like it?
5: Yeah, I think it's, it's you know, it's not, it's not a ton of money, and it's uh, – it's a player that's not only proven he can win there, but it's a player that's incredibly popular in the locker room. And, I, again, I don't think you're, you're you're so financially committed to him that it keeps you from doing anything else you need to do with the position. I thought it was a nice reward for what he's done, but not a long, long-term investment in the future.
3: Hmm. Uh, okay, who's the next guy out there? Who's left? You know, Rodgers and we got you know, Lamar or whatever who's left out there for as free agent and, and knowing that free agents, it's a 33% hit rate.
5: Yeah. You've got Jimmy. Um, we'll see what happens with Tannehill with the Titans. Um, you know, everybody says, you know, you keep an eye on Minnesota Is it's kind of a sneaky team. I put that one out there uh, to see what happens with them. Again, they're, they're the same conversation we just had with Carr. is where they are with cousins. You know, is it time? Do they feel like, okay, we've taken this as far as we can. We need to go swing, uh, you know, swing a deal and try and get somebody, one of these young guys that has that has more upside. Um, I, I think that there's there's always going to be that one veteran we weren't seeing. Uh, Doug, I think there's going to be one of those guys that's going to pop free. There was rumors, you know, about oh, the Jets are going to try and go get Stafford out of LA. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But there's somebody else out there. I don't know who it is, but I just get the sense that there's another quarterback out there that's going to be on the move.
3: Well, let's, let's, let's hypothesize who would that quarterback be on the move be. Okay.
5: Hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, 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 maybe a Raven. Is that where you're, is you going back to that one?
3: No, no. I mean, you're saying there might be a, another quarterback. Well, yeah. On that's move? what I, that's
5: why, why, that's why I said like, you know, I, I think that Minnesota is a sneaky quarterback team. I think Detroit is a sneaky quarterback team, even though golf played, you know, really well last year. Um, You know, those are two quarterbacks. I would think that if the Jets swung and missed on Aaron Rodgers, those would be, you know, a couple phone calls I'd be making. I'd be calling Detroit and Minnesota and see if if maybe that was a possibility. What do the Niners do? Well, I would think they would try and bring in, you know, a a healthy veteran as insurance with, with the two young guys coming off of injuries. But, um I don't think you can show up at camp with just Trey Lance and and with Purdy coming off injuries uh, individually like that. You know, I could make a strong case. Let me give you a name. That uh, tell me what you think. I'll I'll throw it out there. You give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down. What if you're What if you're Sam Darnold? Would you do that?
3: Um. Would I do that, Sam Donald? Absolutely. You know I'm a Sam Donald guy. Like I'm the last remaining I mean, I've stockholder. I've always been
5: a Sam Donald guy. I know. Well, we're both, I'm the we're
3: Sam Donald guy. I'm the one who gets <laughs> killed for it. I like Sam Darnold.
5: But, I mean, don't you think Sam would say, "Hey, even if we could just take our time with these guys"? If Sam was going to start the first, you know, four or five games, and then uh, and and you know, you put Sam Donald with all that talent, I'd like to see it. See what he is. I,
3: I tend, I tend to agree with you. Tend to agree with you. Um, Best can't pick the Padres, yeah. Best baseball hat to wear.
5: Oh yeah! If I can't pick the Padres, then I'll go Lake Elsinore Storm. Technically, no. a Padres affiliate.
3: No, you you got you got to go like Major League Baseball hat.
5: Yeah, old school Expos done deal.
3: Okay, you agree with Jason Stewart?
5: That, Boom! Is that what that's, Jason Stewart said? Come yeah, on! Yeah. Did he really?
3: Yes. Yeah.
5: What did yeah. you say?
3: Um. I said I was torn between Orioles and Cubs. I'd probably go Orioles. You know, obviously I like the color scheme.
5: I, I will say this, though, because we're all of, of similar age. When the White Sox came out with the new unis, those were pretty – Those that hat was a hot That was a hot ticket back in the it day. It was. was. You couldn't
3: right? wear them. Cool. You couldn't wear them in, uh, in in Orange County because it was gang paraphernalia.
5: Ah, uh, interesting. Didn't have no. that problem down in San Diego, but uh, yeah. I did have one of those. I think I actually wore it to prom. uh with a tuxedo. That was a real. Wow, I'm, we, sure my, we, we need I'm sure that. my date really we a, appreciated that.
3: <laughs> we, we need we need the pic. We need that picture. We need that picture. Uh, Come on your way. D, DJ, thanks so much.
5: See you boys.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs>
3: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to Tyrat.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. sports Tyrat.com. the way tire buying should be. what up America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Spot Radio. You know, it's interesting. I've said something um uh, occasionally in debates about race, which I, I think people found hard to conceptualize and realize. But this week has made it quite obvious that I knew what I was talking about and it's this it's this thought that uh black americans have had where in some spaces they feel like they have to do more than their white counterpart in order to receive the same sort of acclaim or achievement obviously you know, we've heard that from women's groups in terms of equal pay i got to do more in order to get what what it what is what is equal, like to be judged on a, on, it's not really an even playing field. And I, I, I know how that feels. And this week is the most obvious explanation as to why you're like, well, you're not black. I'm not black. I don't pretend to truly understand what it's like to be black in this country. But what I can do is take a intelligent people, take a snapshot of parts of their life and they can relate to it. Here's mine. I grew up in a house where, I mean, first, I mean, as I've told everybody, like, it's not just, the, the idea of race not mattering, like, my home's always been, continues to be open to people of all races. We had people from all over the country, all over the world that stayed with us. And the one, the, the connective tissue has always been hoop. It's always been basketball. Uh, but but more than that, like, it's like a family business, right? My dad was a lifer as a coach. My brother's a lifer as a coach. Of course, I cover all sports. My expertise has always been basketball because that's what I played high school, collegiately and professionally. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection on over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Like, look, I think what Kendra Perkins said is really damaging to a guy like Luka Doncic. It is. Because I want you to imagine yourself. He threw out some number that 80% of the voters are white and 20% like, uh, okay, maybe they are. I, I don't know how he calculates that because there's actually a very diverse pool of people who cover the NBA and vote for the NBA. But the assumption that those people would only in specific years choose players based upon their color their skin, here's how damaging it is. Imagine yourself as a white voter in the next five years, ten years, whatever. And you have to pick between Luka and Jokic and Embiid, Kevin Durant, uh, maybe Zion. Heck, if he gets his stuff together, maybe John Morant. I mean he has the talent to be that kind of level of guy and we could go through the young stars in the in the nba if you're a white you're white voter and they share your votes what if you put luca first and by the way it's already deemed to be some sort of mortal sin if you're a black voter you have to vote a black person first why how about if you just vote the guy you think is the best player had the best season Right? Is that that hard? But what this does is, I mean, and this is something that I've felt in basketball, right? And is that you almost have to prove yourself one and a half times that of somebody of a darker, darker complexion because of a, the stereotypes that exist. And look, I mean, the reality is that basketball at the highest level, the NBA level is dominated by black Americans. It is, and most of the the most talented, I, I would guess, light skinned guys, whiter skinned guys are actually foreign born. That's one of the things that's interesting this week. Jay, Stu, you and I talked about this. Is like somehow, like forever, euros were euros, and they weren't considered white guys, even if they were, you know, Caucasian or of, of some, you know, Euro or European, or I don't even know what you label. Slovenian, obviously, Slovenian, German. You weren't considered like Caucasian white guy. But Perk, obviously, lumping Steve Nash is Canadian, but South African by birth, right? I mean, it's just so bizarre. Here's something Charles Barkley said. Take a listen to Chuck.
6: I can promise you this. I've never said anything on television just to get clicks We can talk about race as much as you want to, as long as you're going to be fair and honest. But to slander this man in this situation is just total BS. That's uh, asinine and silly. Asinine, silly, and stupid. Pick one of the words, whatever one you want. You know, one of the things that's silly about ESPN at times, they do this silly debate uh, every year about the MVP going back to even when I played, they did it a lot with LeBron, which mm-hmm. makes me laugh too. Derrick Rose won it. He deserved it. Kevin Durant won it. He deserved it. It's it's a regular season award. It ain't who the best player is. It's who had the best regular season. Yeah. But, but every year, every year ESPN get these fools on radio and TV talk about who's the best player. So they have these silly things every year and it's it's really just that's the silliness of these morning uh talk shows you know i always talk about espn disease a lot of these guys when they get on tv instead of they're like well i'm on espn i gotta say i gotta say something provocative
3: yeah i don't know if if perk is saying anything provocative just because he's on espn I think what Perk is talking about is there's always dudes that think Steve Nash shouldn't have won back-to-back MVPs. And the, the irony to this whole thing is, of all the guys who should get it, Perk should get it. Because you'll have people that come at Perk like, man, he made $85 million, he averaged five points a game. When Perk was with the Celtics and he got traded... Right. There was people forgot that was the year they lost to the Lakers in game seven. And and to a man, the Celtics would say we weren't the same once we lost Perk. He was our toughness. He was our heart and soul. He'd take a foul for a dude. He'd set a legal screen. You know, he'd get a loose rebound. He would do the things that had true value that you couldn't equate in the raw stats of points scored. It's really disappointing. And Steve Nash's years of being an MVP, what's lost is one of the years they were the best team in the NBA in the regular season. And both those years, guys around him had career years. Sean Sean Marion had a career year. Mari Stoudemire, career year. Raja Bell, career year. Why? Because they played with Steve Nash in that system. But I, I do think it's really interesting what this does. And look, I, Chuck is right. Nobody's actually really cared that much about MVPs in the ESPN era, especially over the last 10, year, last 10 years with this new TV deal. They've cared a whole lot more. Why? Because they want you to watch the games. Because the games are on ESPN. They paid a bunch of money for the rights to broadcast the games, to broadcast the highlights, and they want you to watch so, what's the best way to get you watched? watch? Start arguing about who's the best player in the game. Let's get to the Midway.
2: Stuck
7: in the middle with you. It's time for... Stuck in the middle.
6: The Midway.
3: The Midway is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available to store near you or in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. All right, so here's the midway. I said it like let, let, Let's let have the discussion of Major League Baseball hats. Right? Baseball can be as uncool as ever, and they can try and be cool, but you know what forever will be cool? The midway. midway. Is a baseball hat. Now, it's interesting because there was an era of the curled brim cap Especially the Smitty, you know, white hat with the curled brim. South Carolina Gamecocks, only the game was missing on it. Those hats, that has gone away. I think Major League Baseball hats are kind of forever cool. So, Buyer, you're the uniform guy here, but you're also the hat guy here. Um, the, let's start with the one hat you think you need to have. In baseball, oh, outside uh, of your favorite team, okay, like uh, Ramos, who's not
7: here today. I don't want and- you to pigeonhole me, Doug. I, 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 because this is this this tears me apart. The greatest hat I think in Major League Baseball is a team that I don't like at all, and it's a team, team. it's a team that is uh, a rival of of some and at times many. But I think the greatest hat in Major League Baseball is the St. Louis Cardinals.
6: The Midway. What?
7: What? What about the Cubs? <laughs> There's something about the STL, and it being red. I think that's. Um, I, I think the greatest hat, and I am not a Cardinals fan, wow. and we are not fans of
3: this Cardinals is such fans. Such a good segment. I know I had to do that. I shouldn't have done that Barkley rant or whatever, but I love this discussion. Um okay uh jason stewart are you you can't do the dodgers
8: right yeah and i i mean i i think dan has a great choice for the reasons he stated i mean i i can't stand the cardinals but that is a very classy hat and the way that they throw the t in because most yes. of those emblems only have the, the two letters twin cities la new york but they throw the t in and it it's not an eyesore that's a that's a good look. Um, I don't really i didn't like this team when they're around and to be honest i didn't even like the cap when it was around but the montreal expo's cap i've learned to like love i the montreal expo's if i'm gonna buy a cap that outside of the dodgers it would be a retro expo's cap with the red, white, and blue, uh, I, it took me forever to realize that that's an M. I uh,
3: for whatever reason. And me reason, too. Me yeah. too. That's like, that's like the Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> hat. It takes you forever to the, see the MB. What about
8: the E? The E in the left. There's an E as yep. well uh, if you look close enough, but exactly like the Brewers, by the way. And I was way too old in my life when I realized the Brewers was a mitt and it spilled out all three of those things. Uh, but yeah, I think the expos for my first choice. I think. Uh, buy, are
3: you going to allow it, considering it's a hat of a team that doesn't exist? Because that's like saying, "Hey, what's your favorite team in the NBA? I like the Supersonics. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give them
7: that. You know, I, oh, I, I didn't know there but, were parameters. I, so this is current well, team, huh?
3: Well, I, again, like we, that, there weren't parameters. It's just oh. kind of an open discussion. Oh, okay. No parameters. Expos. Um. Well, I'm torn because I think there are two that are on par with the Cardinals. Are there two that are on par with the Cardinals? Um, I think the first is the Chicago Cubs. I know it's very simple. I understand it's very simple. Maybe it's that we all grew up watching. Chicago Superstation and the Cubs game and Harry Carey. You'd have to like the Cubs. You knew the Cubs were on. Like, hey! I mean, that was almost everyone I know's introduction to baseball. When they got cable, it was the only live sports that were on, like, all the time. That and the Braves. But the Cubs were somehow iconic. The other one, the other one's the Orioles. And not the black Orioles hat. Stop it. The one with the with the, black, with the black backing, hey, okay, the orange brim, and then the actual Oriole on a white backing in the front. The, smile, that, the, the smiling Oriole yes, face. Yes, the I love smiling Oreo face. Like, that's an amazing hat. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing hat. And maybe it's because, who doesn't love Brooks Robinson? Who didn't love Cal Ripken Jr.? Um... Anybody who collected baseball cards, of course, remembers the F face card of Billy Ripken. Um, and they're not good now. And there's something cool to wearing a hat of a well, team that's not good. They are, they are good. Well, they're good now. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. they've they've gone through like 15 years of not being. Yes. They were bad for. They're bad, bad. They went through a bad stretch. I feel like Orioles and Cubs are in the discussions of, of best hats. I, I love Mets hats, but obviously the similarities to the Yankees. It's like. You know, and if you wear the Yankees hat, that I mean, here
7: here's what's going against the Yankees as well. Since uh, Jay Z made the hat more famous than a Yankee can, he said it himself. <laughs> kind of goes against the fact of how good the cap is. If you need to wear it outside the ballpark, um, you know, to really make it at its greatest, I think that goes ah. against the Yankee NY. There's another um, one that falls
4: in that category too. Which one? It's the White Sox cap.
7: Yeah, and I say that as
4: which, a Tigers which, fan. Which and I hate which
3: white Sox, which white socks hat?
4: The Sox. Sox the uh the, the one that that looks uh more what's the right word? I want to say gothic, like angular. It's got like the stylized letters. Yeah, not not yeah. the not the 80s looking one. It's the Detroit, the Times Times Detroit D
3: has a really cool D and navy with the with the orange D is pretty dope as well.
4: Yeah, I think all that kind of gothic old English look is just fantastic.
3: You know, I didn't, we haven't mentioned the Red Sox hat, and maybe that's because every idiot who pretended to be a Red Sox <laughs> fan when they started winning World Series broke out a new one and pretended to be a Red Sox. Red Sox Nation! Like, come on.
8: Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's okay. I, I, I always had a rule. Like, I don't want the actual mascot's name, the first letter of the mascot's name should not be on the cap. Um, but if you notice, like Pittsburgh Pirates, the alliteration, the Philadelphia Phillies, they have like one letter for their cap, and it works. But the I'm trying, and the Chicago Cubs, I think, are in the same same wavelength. But there was one cap, and now I can't think of it now that I'm talking. Oh, when the Mariners had the M, they probably still do. It's like if you're gonna have one letter on your cap, it should represent your city, Miami not Marlins your mascot
3: too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this this is such a good discussion. I got a bunch more caps I want to talk about. I ain't cap it. First of all, can we all agree that any of the teams that were added, and I know they're like thirty years old now, but like I can't do Colorado Rockies or Marlins like diamond. Sorry. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Diamondbacks. Yeah. I really
4: like the old D-backs one, but they changed the colors and it's not good. Now. Wait, which 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 old one? So the one with I, the
7: actual snake? I was going
4: to say yeah, the snake in the form of
8: the D. Again, I just D. I, yeah. Name of the mascot again. Good point.
7: Against my point, and it's been about five different Diamondback jerseys, n- uniforms, and they've
3: lasted like five. They feel they've been they're just too they're just too new. Yeah, Sorry, they're they're just, too
4: they just they should have just stuck with when they won the World Series when it was the like, turquoise and black, and like that was perfect.
7: But they keep perfect.
4: screwing it up.
3: Yeah, uh, nobody's gonna mention the
7: Angels ah, or the Padres. I like the halo on the Angels. I actually like the the '80s Angels yeah. helmet yeah hat. that looked like the Big A yes yes red brim navy cap if if there were i i would buy that cap if i could wear baseball hats
8: and is it just the a you mean um, yeah, yes, yes. Because they went CA for a while when it was California yeah. Angels, right? And, right, well, and just like Colorado Rockies, like your two letters shouldn't combine.
7: It, your two letters should represent this. The CA just screams JT Snow at me. Like that's
3: that's like that. Era. I mean, you could
4: argue CA but, as abbreviation for California, though.
3: Ooh. I'm gonna say something which is not gonna go over well with Jason. San Francisco Giants hat's pretty, pretty simple, but it fits all the criteria of what you're saying.
8: No no I, I, I think that's an attractive hat. that's a clean hat. yeah, just like the Cardinals. I hate both teams, but you got to give it up
3: to the hat. It's interesting. I don't know anybody who owns like a Texas Rangers hat. right? Correct. Correct.
4: You have to be in Texas. Fans, I, I know some guys down in Texas who wear them, but they're in Texas
3: yeah. It's weird It's, it's just it's a weird deal. Um, who are these guys who speak twi-
7: of Chris? Who are these guys in Texas? Oh, I don't
4: just know names, just friends of mine that I. You can drop, drop. You can yeah. name drop, Chris. No, I, they're they're not even people you know, like yeah. Flint, you know, Clinton. You don't have
3: to know them, but you have no. to actually have names to them. Clinton, Gr- the, Clinton, Grant.
4: are they are their names. Oh, Clint I know those guys. Oh. Those guys, yes. Yeah, they're
3: they're Grant's obnoxious. an a hole. Of course, he's guys. wearing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Minnesota <laughs> Twins hat, kind of cool. Kind of cool. I like the TC. I've always did, liked
7: that. Did you see the new one they've done? No. They have a new hat this year. Yes, it's with an M and a and a North Star above the M. Yeah. It's a new look.
8: That sounds bad.
7: Hold on, I'm looking. It's, it actually, actually doesn't yourself? look bad, but I like the I like
3: the uniqueness of the oh, TC. I, I know what I Alright, so here's the here's my question. Am I a bad guy for really, really wanting and missing the Cleveland Indians hat with uh, with the Chief on it.
8: No, I loved it. I miss it.
3: Uh, Minnesota Twins hats are awful, the new one. Awful. Those are terrible.
6: The Midway.
3: Man, I miss the Indians hat. I thought that was really cool. Now they do like a, just a C for Cleveland, which of course fits what you're saying, but I like the mascot on it. Sorry, I, I understand that, that that some are 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 outraged over it, but I like the hat. I like that. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. You can feel free to uh, to jump in on it. I just want to have a hat conversation. I just, it's a real conversation that dudes have. And sometimes, to to Charles Barkley's uh, point, we make up conversations that people don't have in real life. These are conversations that people I think do have in real life. Is that is that fair, Buyer? Like that's a, is that
7: is that an easy, easy, yes, easy yes. way to look at it? Got an even response. Yeah. Gary agrees yeah. with you on your Cleveland answer.
3: Yeah. Sorry if you're offended, but I'm I'm going to you know what? I'm going to search up. Can you can you still buy them? There was a year where you could buy them when they didn't have them. I think that might have expired. Market,
8: yeah, on the black market.
3: There's like the black the the dark lids. There's like the regular (laughs) lids and the dark lids. (laughs) Is that what there is?